Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening into our podcast, CASDRAP. That stands for Confused Asian Zoomers, parentheses, Discuss Relevant American Problems. We're your hosts, Dina and... Yihong. In this podcast, we discuss trending social and political topics around the world. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Confused Asian Zoomers. Today, we're going to be having a conversation about elections in the United States, as well as election 2020, starting off with Electoral College. So before we can talk about the Electoral College, we need to really just figure out how it started. And there's kind of like some sort of misconception behind how it started. So the Electoral College was initially created as a compromise between the two different camps of our founding fathers. So one group in Congress didn't want Congress to pick our president. And they wanted this because that's like a great way for corruption to happen. You can have candidates who like use dirty money to pay Congress members to elect them. And then the other camp in Congress or the founding fathers didn't want voters to solely pick for a president by popular vote. And they argued this because they thought that 18th century voters, mind you, 300 years ago, 18th century, they thought that the voters were not informed enough and did not have the resources to be informed enough to make a wise decision when it came to voting for president. And they also feared, number one, a democratic mob ruling our country. And they feared having a populist, which means a person who appeals to like the mass. Uh, They feared that a populist ruling our country, quote unquote, would be bad. Right. And so the compromise they came up with was the Electoral College, which means that basically every single state has a set number of electors who are a temporary group that form once every four years solely to pick the president and the vice president. And at the time, the way that the electors worked was they would vote for the states without taking voters' decisions into account. So when the Electoral electoral College was first formed, electorates could vote however they wanted. There was no necessity for them all in one state to vote for a certain candidate. And the number of electors, electoral votes per state is determined by the combined amount of representatives they have. Now this whole, yeah. (laughs) And so, Um, so the, the controversy behind the electoral college now is that a lot of people argue that it's outdated number one, And number two, that it isn't really accurately depicting the way that our country wants to vote. And it's not picking the president that we won. Case in point, 2016, when Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by over 3 million, and yet Donald Trump won the electoral votes by a lot. And so the first question that it kind of brings in is, what kind of government really is the United States? Are we a direct democracy? do the people actually get to vote for who our leader is or are we more of like a republic where we choose officials to decide for us? So, I mean, Dina, what kind of government do you think that we have? I mean, we definitely have a republic kind of Mm -hmm. government, which is, but I think a lot of people in America think, have this mentality that we have a democracy and that everything's, our choice and we have the right to vote 
when in actuality our votes I mean not that I'm saying you guys shouldn't vote like voting is so so important but it sometimes it makes us feel like our votes aren't as important and one vote's not going to matter because I mean everyone said in 2016 go out and vote go out and vote and yet like the people that really wanted Hillary to win went out and voted and yet their votes don't count because even though they went out and voted and the mat like she won the popular vote she still lost because Mm -hmm. of the electoral college Mm mm-hmm so yeah yeah i that that's another reason why the electoral college has caused so much controversy because a lot of people feel like that because the electoral college especially if you live in like a solidly quote-unquote red or blue state people who vote for the opposite party feel like their vote don't count like in texas for a long time democratic voters probably felt like their voices weren't heard because the state could consistently vote red Mm -hmm. and it kind of goes against what the founding fathers wanted for the electoral college because remember I said earlier that the elect there, there's nowhere in the constitution that says that electors have to vote however the state votes. Mm-hmm. Like how current day Texas has what, 28 electoral votes. Like Donald Trump won the popular vote in Texas. So all votes went towards Donald Trump in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. Even though Hillary won 40 or 42% of the vote all yeah. those votes were thrown. Mm-hmm. and so actually we have only two states for all but two states passed a law saying that electoral votes must go entirely towards the presidential candidate that the state votes for mm-hmm. and that brings that brings into the issue that a lot of votes end up not counting and then occasionally there's things called like dissident electorates where an elect elector will vote against what the state voted for but that has never actually like changed the course of an election before yeah and then going back to the question of what kind of uh, government we have so i re i googled it and tech the technical type of government that the u.s has is a federal democratic republic mm-hmm. it's a pretty thick set of words right there <laughs> It's kind of, this is bringing it back to eighth grade U.S. history. So down federal means that this country, the United States is a union of states with states' rights. Mm -hmm. That's that's straightforward. Democratic refers to the fact that there's a democracy and the people are able to participate in government. Yeah. And then the Republic means that instead of, of us directly participating in the government, we elect officials who represent us and Mm -hmm. participate on behalf. And so we're not solely a republic. We're not solely a democracy. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, and a lot of people feel like the electoral college kind of undercuts the democracy part of things. Yeah. You know, and there's this just historical examples. Look, the electoral college has skewed elections in weird ways. For example, in the um, election between Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter lost 135 electoral votes in states where Reagan only beat him by 5% or less. And then in that election, out of 500 and something electoral votes, Reagan got 498, which was wow. over 90% of electoral votes, while he only got a vote share of 51%. Wow. You see how disproportionate that is, and it's just kind of it's crazy to think about 
So I have a question for you, Yi Hong. Mm-hmm. So, like, you personally, do you feel like we keep the electoral college, but like the percentage of like each like electoral votes like match the percentage of the popular vote in each state? Mm-hmm. Or are you for getting rid of the electoral college completely and just have it um, it being just po- by popular vote altogether? Well, you know, I originally going into my research process, mm-hmm. I thought that, I mean, the electoral college is one of the founding parts of the United States. I thought, hey, we should we should keep it, but then make it proportional voting, right? Yeah. And this this actually... Congress, House of Representatives actually passed an act trying to amend the Electoral College to make it proportional voting, but mm-hmm. it didn't pass the Senate. Yeah. And in, in theory, it sounds like a good idea, but mm-hmm. I was reading, and as it turns out, if we were to use proportional electoral votes instead, the Electoral College as a whole probably would fall apart. Mm. Here's why. So if we had proportional voting, this would allow for third parties to actually get electoral votes. Yeah. In our two-party system, with the Electoral College, with all votes going to one candidate that wins the popular vote, it prevents a third party from rising. But if we had proportional votes, say like the Green Party in Texas got 10% of the vote, then we would actually have an electoral vote going towards third parties. And Mm -hmm. what happens is, if you have enough votes going towards third parties, instead of to either Democrat or Republican, more than likely, no one will reach the 270 electoral votes that are required to win the election. Mm. And then what happens is when no one reaches 270 votes, the entire presidential election is thrown towards the House of Representatives and then they choose the president, which is exactly what what we don't want. Mm -hmm. We want the people to decide, right? Yeah. And so proportional voting sounds great, but it really wouldn't work out. So Mm -hmm. I think that we should throw out the Electoral College. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that like a lot of like the whole like idea of like proportional voting like, that also has to go into, like, the whole, like, two-party system and, like, the morals yeah. behind it, I guess I want to say. But that's for another episode because that on itself is just such a big issue in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and talking on, on the topic of proportional votes and just when I was researching it, it kinda, I kind of thought, is the Electoral College and our, our representatives actually – representing the same amount of people mm-hmm. and so i did research and turns out the number of people citizens that each u.s representative represents has grown to the point where the u.s has the highest ratio of representatives per number of residents of any industrialized democracy with each representative representing 747,000 people wow for reference the second is japan with each representative representing 272,000. Wow, that's and, a huge, mm-hmm. like, like, disproportionate. Yeah. You know? And this ties into the Electoral College because the number of electoral votes a state has depends on how many representatives they have. Yeah. And if you have small states who only have a million or so, and you have representatives only for every 747,000, you have an issue of the number of representatives and then you have this like disproportionality in big states versus small states, which is the whole point of electoral college, right? To balance uh-huh. out between small and big states. Like for example, Montana, 
only has one U.S. representative. Yeah. Which means that they only have three electoral votes because they have two senators and one representative. Yeah. Rhode Island has two representatives and four electoral votes, and their population is only 9,000 bigger as of 2015. Okay. So these tiny numbers are kind of like disbalancing the electoral power of each state. Uh Whereas if we just went by popular vote, there would be almost no power difference between Montana and Rhode Island Mm -hmm. because their populations are so close. And yet that tiny disparity causes a whole electoral vote to go go towards one state rather than the other. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And just the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that also problem is just we need it like our constitution was literally written for it to be amended and reworked like almost every like 20 years or so. That's what Thomas Jefferson said, one of the founding fathers of our country. And so mm-hmm. I think our country has been so set in its ways that we definitely need to go back and rework through all of these like like disproportionate like problems in our government because we have the like like Montana and Rhode Island like that's a huge difference and um and I think like a lot of it just has to be our government just needs to go back and rework the system and re rewrite it or remake it or make it work so that more people are represented in each state Mm -hmm. yeah and so just the overall problem is that representatives are representing more and more people to the point where one could argue it's too many people. Yeah. And then just a fun historical fact. Back when the Electoral College was created, the state of Virginia, which was the most populous state at the time out of all of the former colonies, had a slave population of 60%. Wow. And so technically the Electoral College should be based on population, right? Uh But people in Virginia did not want slaves, black people to be having a say in the election, right? But they still wanted that electoral power. Uh And so the three-fifths compromise, which meant that each person counted as three-fifths, what ended up happening was Virginia had more than a quarter of the electoral votes in the election. Yeah. And yet that entire 60% of the population had no say. Yeah. Just another fun racist part of the electoral college. Which kind of just like we're going to talk about this later, but it kind of just goes into voter suppression throughout the history of America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And more problems I have with the electoral college going back. So most states require that all electoral votes go to a candidate who receives the plurality vote. Plurality Mm -hmm. meaning the person who wins more votes than anyone else, but not necessarily the majority. Yes. And so there's, several issues with this. For example, Donald Trump, our current president, has never won a popular vote. Popular meaning 50% or more. In the Republican primaries in 2016, he only got 44.9% of the vote, which means that over 50% of Republicans who voted did not want Donald Trump. Yeah. But then they got stuck with him. And then in the 2016 election, more people voted for Hillary than Trump. And yet he won. And so it just raises questions about what the heck is going on here. Yeah. You know, that argument, the, the saying that land doesn't vote, people vote. Yeah. But like, no. You know. You think like, land vote? I don't know. 
The electoral college is literally the reason why we have an idiot in office. That and racist and white supremacist in our country. Mm -hmm. Can't really, you know, can't really kill all racists, Mm -hmm. you know. But we can get rid of the electoral college. Yeah. And so by plurality vote, you see the impact that the electoral college has on elections the way that all votes go towards someone who gets the most votes, even if they didn't truly win. There is this um, graph that was created. They calculated if we did proportional voting allocation instead of winner takes all. Mm -hmm. Both Republican and Democratic victories in presidential elections would be a lot smaller in margin. Like they would have had a victory that was a lot slimmer than what it was. And -hmm. that's because the Electoral College really just skews everything. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, because a state doesn't totally vote for one candidate. Each person in that state and the the percentage of the state that votes is very different from what the electoral votes tell you. Yeah, obviously. Like I pulled that Texas example. Hillary was close to winning Texas. Yeah. But didn't get a single vote from Texas. Yeah. I mean, just going off a little on a tangent, like Texas has become an... Like, I think a lot of people have been saying in Texas, it might become a, a swing state in the next election because mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, the the votes between, on the polls at least, and although polls aren't, like, the most reliable source because it can be very off sometimes, but on the polls, it was showing, like, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, like, being neck and neck with each other, so... Yeah, that was just a little side note, which I'm kind of really glad about because, like, it's time that Texas starts voting blue. Mm -hmm. And so here's some more issues that I have with the Electoral College. Mm -hmm. So turns out the reason why people are still gripping onto the Electoral College is because it um, favors Republicans. No surprise. No surprise. Because the majority of small states vote Republican consistently, right? Because there's just fewer populations. And Democrats tend to cluster in large population centers. Yeah. And so what happens is you have Democrats who win by huge margins in blue states, but then losing by small margins in red states. Yeah. And then they lose the Electoral College. And so that the word inversion, this is is, um, when a president loses the popular vote but wins the presidency which is what happened with donald trump yeah and there have been 12 presidents who have lost who have had an inversion they lost mm-hmm. popular vote but won and um, a study by ut austin showed that in the case of an inversion 65 percent of the time a republican would win yeah and... i mean like it's no surprise like i literally um when i was and like I want to say it was either ninth or tenth grade. I was talking about the electoral college and how like dumb it is, and how it was like made for the old the old days or not old times. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when we were like very new, starting out as a country, and not a lot of people were very educated. And obviously, there's newspapers. There wasn't as much. There wasn't any media, like basically for many candidates to have a platform and one of my republican friends was like people say they want to get uh the rid of the electoral college but then that'll just be so unfair because then it'll only be democratic presidents Mm -hmm. and i'm like well if the majority of the pop population 
wants a democratic president, then shouldn't the majority of the population get a democratic president? Like Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't get the argument there. It's because, of course, people who are on the quote-unquote losing side are going to grip onto what's there that will help them, right? Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's statistical fact that there are more registered Democrats in this country than registered Republicans. It's literally just because, like, I don't understand the whole idea of, like, Democrats and Republicans. Like, I understand what Democrats and Republicans, but why do Republicans still exist? Like, literally, like, you're still gripping on to like black people don't deserve rights like i've literally heard republicans shout that or like lgbt plus community that shouldn't exist you know Mm -hmm. and like i don't understand because when has like being a conservative throughout history like you're literally always on the losing side I don't understand. Like, people are so set in their ways, but you're on the losing side and you're not going to do well in life. You know, history's literally going to hate yeah. you. I mean, I get, I can get why people are conservative because if you're in a system that's working for you, you want to maintain it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't condemn Republicans because I'm sure that most Republicans are Republican because they have Christian family values. Because isn't the Republican Party supposed to be the family party, right? People, like... Maybe mm-hmm. they're fiscally conservative. They don't believe in, like, like government regulation of business. Like, that's fine, I guess. I guess. I mean... You can have those opinions. There's a difference between having opinions about economy and having opinions about, like, welfare versus having opinions that dictate other people's lives, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's but where like, I draw the line. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, a lot of the times, like, like those, like, some people will say, I'm like socially democratic but mm-hmm. fiscally republican like i've been seeing this a lot on twitter and instagram and tiktok and but then sometimes people can't draw that line of even though i'm socially democratic i'm still going to vote for a republican candidate just because i value money over people mm-hmm. you know yeah. that's that's where like i kind of just want to like uh, I'm a little weary about those people that say I'm fiscally, you know, mm-hmm. when they I mean, claim that they're socially, but they don't, obviously they're not socially democratic if they're going to like not find like social problems, like mm-hmm. a deal breaker. Right. And that's the issue I think a lot of people have with Trump supporters. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure not all Trump supporters are bad people, but when yeah. we value the economy over human rights, then that's a problem. And I mean, it'd be great if we had a candidate who respected everyone and was fiscally conservative. I would have no problem. I'd have a little bit of a problem there, but you know, you know, it'd be better that way. Yeah. But anyways, back to electoral college. So another issue that I have with electoral college is that we have swing states existing because of it. Yeah. Swing states like Ohio, Michigan, Florida, states that decide the entire election because they don't consistently vote one or the other. And Uh then I don't like this at all because then you just have presidential candidates who only go to those states and pander to them and they don't pay attention to any other state. Like Texas, (laughs) we've never been paid attention to until this election because now Texas is becoming a swing state. Now we're getting hammered by Joe Biden ads. Yeah. But then what happens is like, I mean, Joe Biden, whatever, you know, but whatever you have here. 
these you have presidential candidates who don't truly care for the country as a whole, but then they're only just focusing on specific states because they want to win the election mm-hmm. because of the electoral college. Whereas if we were to eliminate the electoral college, we wouldn't have swing states. The president wouldn't be fighting for states, but they would be fighting for people. They would be trying to get yeah. people because in the end, it's the people who should decide who vote, who the president is. Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to like talk about a couple of misconceptions that people have with um, the electoral college and getting rid of it. Number one is the idea of mob rule. Have you heard of that argument that, oh, if we had a popular vote, it would be mob rule? Oh, yeah, I know what like, you're talking about. Okay, first of all, is that not what democracy is? Yeah. Where the I majority don't, don't, rules. Yeah, I don't understand that, that argument. Like, literally, isn't that the whole point? Like, we're founded on thinking that the people have the vote. But, mm-hmm. like, right now, it doesn't seem like the people really have the vote. It seems yeah. like um like it doesn't there's there's some disparities in that argument Mm -hmm. also it doesn't make any freaking sense you're literally proving our point we want Mm -hmm. the popular vote to matter Mm -hmm. and like people argue that oh big states will have control over little states well then isn't it the same why should the 44 percent control the 56 percent if the electoral college says so you know like over 50% of people did not want Trump to be president, and yet here we are. I don't know. It's and, okay. just, they're just a little, there's a little, like, they're not too bright, you know, when they make that argument. And, like, the, there's presidential term limits. A president can only serve for eight years. So if this president was affecting you, you just vote him out next time, or you vote for a president who favors, like, you favor with, you know? Yeah, I mean, and then, there's only so much you can do. And then people also like to say that if we went by popular vote, New York and California would rule over the country and then farmers would have their lives dictated by cities. Um, and so where's the most of the population in cities. New York but and I, California? I understand that, you know, farmers and agricultural workers are important. They're valued people. Yeah. But, okay, so first of all, California and New York's population combined is only 24.7 of the population, which is not yeah. enough to win a popular vote. Exactly. You still have many other states. Uh-huh. And also, like, I think a lot of problems is that uh, in, many, in many presidencies, they'll, like, choose secretaries um, to based on who gave them money during their election instead of who actually values that and I think a lot of the problem of people saying like farmers won't be valued I think we should be like pushing for our presidents to like have value Mm -hmm. like elect people on their like their cabinet that actually value and Mm -hmm. have experience in those fields Mm -hmm. because I I do think farmers are the backbone of society you know the people who provide us food are number one but, yeah. okay, back to the original point, people who think that big blue states will control everything are under this, like, they have that, this misconception that California and New York, every single person there votes Democrat. Not true. Not true. In California, of 19.9 million registered voters, 23.6 of them are registered Republican. That's millions of people. Yeah, so they, exactly. So their vote would actually matter without an electoral college. And in New York... Yeah, exactly. 
almost 3 million voters are Republican. So wouldn't that allow the suppressed voters in states that are consistently voting one color to have a voice finally if we eliminate the Electoral College? It works both ways. Yeah, it really does. In California, New York, Republicans would have a say. And in Texas, Democrats would have a say. Goes both ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think... I think they're just worried that they know that they're in the minority Mm -hmm. and then they just don't want to, they want to be able to win. But if the people say they don't want you, then they don't want you. Yeah. And I mean, if you're a minority, I get that there's a fear that you won't have any control of yourself, but I will just say vote in your local elections because those are the ones that affect you the most. Yeah, that's you know, the true. presidential election doesn't have too much of an effect on your personal life, especially for farmers. You know, like people argue that, oh, the president will take away funds from agriculture and stuff. Federally, yes, he could. But you should vote local because if you're in a community of Republicans or farmers and you vote locally, then you'll have Republican leaders in your own community. And that's what's most yeah, important. The exactly. president doesn't control your life, but local governments have a bigger say. So vote local. Yeah. And also, like, I don't, I don't recall, like, any, like, Democrat, Democrat president ever taking money away from farmers. Yeah, I think everyone values farmers. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, like, the one thing, I mean, one of, like, a handful of things that Democrats and, like, Republicans can agree on that we need to start Mm -hmm. valuing our farmers way more. But, like, I, I mean... They I would argue, love to have, wait. Oh, I, I keep on going. Um, I they argue that like Republicans will like value them, but what has Trump ever done for the farmers? Like, I can't. I mean, maybe he has, but I don't remember him ever saying something that has benefited farmers. I mean, he definitely tried to appeal to that target voter base. And maybe he's done stuff for them, but it's all been clouded by all of his racist, sexist, divisive remarks. And also, like, his main platform for his 2016 election, like, what, three miles of the It was around demonizing Mexican immigrants. That's what his platform was. Yep. And he won. So we go figure. I mean, I would love... What does that say about our country? Yeah. I would like to have a conversation with someone who's conservative about like what they disagree about with liberal viewpoints. Cause like, I, there's, I feel like there's, are there, there's actual disagreement points about like actual things that matter versus I think transgender people don't need rights or like black lives don't matter. Or I am here for peaceful protesting, but not rioting. Yeah. And (laughs) I back the blue, like, no, well, actually, one of my friends is pretty conservative, and I asked him what he disagrees with, like, Trump's platform. And he mm-hmm. actually, he, like, talked about how, like, he disagrees on his, like, viewpoints on global warming. Because, mm-hmm. like, throughout the Earth's, like, even before humankind existed, like, the Earth has been constantly changing. And, like, he disagrees with Democrats on that, too. But he's, like... It's not global warming. It's just the earth changing. But then he also said like carbon or not carbon emissions, but like air pollution is like a really big problem in our earth and like how we Mm -hmm. should be working towards that. And then there's other things I can't really remember, but like he gave some really good points. I mean, I guess that 
I mean, here's what I think. I don't see why a lot of conservatives or Republicans are science deniers. I'm not like stereotyping, but like that they tend to be the ones who deny climate change. Do they realize that climate change has huge impacts on farmers who are the ones they supposedly care about a lot? They're just a little bit dumb. Like they're, I don't, there's no other way to describe it. They're just dumb. I mean, I don't want to say that Democrats or Republicans are a monolith. There's huge diversity in both sides. Yeah. I'm sure not everyone is dumb on either side, but yeah, you know, I just, I, I would like to have a conversation to see what we actually disagree about that can be like uh-huh. discussed that doesn't have pertain to like human rights yeah. or denying of those. But yeah. back to the Electoral College again. <laughs> so let, let's think... talk about solutions to this. Um, yeah, so basically... number one would be, number oh. one would be we just go straight by popular vote. Yeah. So what this would do was, I mean, what this would do is we would ensure that everyone's vote matters equally. Mm-hmm. Someone in LA vote would matter the same as someone in Montana. Exactly. Um, candidates would actually have to focus and campaign on everyone, not just yeah. states, which means we have a president who truly represents us. And I, I think that this could end polarization between the red and the blue. Yeah. The popular vote. Yeah. But I also because- feel like the popular vote, um, I read, I mean, I watched, not read, I watched um, Patriot Act's episode on elections and he was talking about how like there's like the ranking system so that way like green like third party third parties um could actually like have a proper platform to run on in Mm. especially in president elections which i really like but that's for another time and yeah go back to your actually i was gonna say the best solution is ranked choice voting oh oh hey Funny enough, because the issue with popular vote is that you can never ensure that one party will get the majority vote, which is what mm-hmm. is required to win, right? Yeah. Especially if we have third parties running, we don't, you, no one's going to get 50% if the vote is so divided. That's the reason yeah. why we even have a two-party system now. But with ranked choice voting, it allows for third parties to exist. And yeah. basically, for those who don't know, ranked choice voting is basically where, say I have a list of five presidential candidates. I rank... I, I want a Democratic president. Uh, no, actually, no, I want a Green Party president. That's my first choice. And then yeah. my second choice is Democrat. And then my third, cho- third choice would be like Republican and then fourth choice Libertarian. I don't know. That's not my actual. Oh, yeah. No. But like, let's say that. And then what happens is if no one wins the majority, they will eliminate, um, they will eliminate a certain number and then they will take everyone's second vote again, their second mm-hmm. choice. So my second choice was Democrat. Then they will tally again. And then yeah. they'll keep doing that until they finally have a majority win. Yeah. That way, your vote isn't thrown away immediately if you didn't vote for the person with the majority, you know? Mm-hmm. And ranked choice voting, I think, is so good because it really eliminates this sort of, like, insult battle-type politics that we've seen develop in the past couple yeah. of years, especially with 2016, where the presidential election just came down to the opposing candidates just insulting each other. Exactly. And even now we see, like, Donald Trump calling Sleepy Joe... <laughs> calling every single person who opposes him either fake news or has some terrible nickname like Pocahontas. That's so yeah. insensitive. But with so ranked choice voting, instead of candidates trying to discredit each other, you have candidates working together. For instance, in Maine, which has ranked choice voting during their governor elections, people were getting campaign ads where multiple candidates were showing up together like, hey, you can vote for me first and him second, or you can vote for him first and me second. 
but yeah. we're going to work together on our platform to make sure that you guys are getting what you want. And I just also, think that, that is so great. Yeah. And also like this way, like progressive voters that I heard a lot of people say, like, I don't even want to vote in this next election because voting for Joe Biden wouldn't even feel like good on my conscience. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all his, like, sexual assault, like, allegations. Which also well, Donald Trump has. But they would, two of like, them, it's, but, choose, it's not as bad as 43. Right. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, everyone says, like, like, I'll vote for Joe, but I don't want to. Like, he's mm-hmm. a lesser of two evils. But with right. the ranking system, like, you have, like, you, you have... You can vote your, your conscience. Yeah, you can you really vote can. for... For me, it would be voting for Bernie Sanders. Right. You know, like, I could because... vote for Bernie first choice and then get second choice Joe. Yeah. And then even if Bernie didn't win, I could feel good about the fact that at least I was able to vote for him. And then Joe yeah. Biden wins. And he still has a progressive platform compared to other past Democrats, which is great. Yeah. Any progression forward is progression in my I mean, like, life. now I feel a little bit better about it because... Um, Joe and Bernie have now teamed up and created a platform which has a lot of the things that I liked about Bernie, which I'm kind of glad about. But it's still like I would have preferred having Bernie, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, you you have to win some and you lose some, right? Okay, so- um, we're at almost forty minutes and we haven't even talked about our other two points, but. I think we can talk about that next episode, honestly. Yeah. We don't want this episode to run too long. We can do two parts. Right. So this is yes. part one of elections. So, <laughs> well, there you go, guys. The Electoral College is really, I think everyone can agree that it's kind of messing up the votes. Ranked choice voting is the way to go. Yeah, it really is. I, I love that idea. Like, I think states, at least on a local level, or not a local level, um, at least at, like, a state level, we should start doing that because I know, mm-hmm. like in Texas, especially, like all the candidates, they're just bad. Like, like, can we please get Greg Abbott out of here? Like, he's just he's just a fool. He's a like, minion. He's of Trump. such a fool. Like Loki, just this sounds horrible, but I Loki feel he just got a lot of sympathy votes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like I don't mean. I mean, like, this isn't. I don't like, know this about. Isn't, this isn't me like going against disabilities people. I just like feel like, like people are like. I will say I, I, I appreciate his crackdown on coronavirus. Now it's several months too late. Yeah. But the fact that Republicans talk down on him for doing that just boggles me. I mean, I our president, like, oh, my God, did you see the comments? There is this one post that, um, no, it wasn't Ivanka Trump. It was, it was Melania, Melania Trump, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and she posted a picture, I think it was for 4th of D- July, and she posted a picture of her wearing a mask, and she's like, stay safe, guys, but happy 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And all the comments were like, I love your husband, but I'm not wearing a mask. Like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, when has wearing masks become political? I know, right? Anyways, that just goes that everyone, please stay safe. Please wear a mask. Please don't be a racist. 
Mm-hmm. And let's let's push for ranked choice voting, everyone. Yeah, because and that abolish... is. Yeah, so get... go and abolish the electoral college. Period. Get that out of here. Period. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, to all of our Zoomers, don't be a jerk. Stay safe. Peace out. See you next. Bye, time. guys.